I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. It is a sensitive subject that I know will bother you enormously. And it, it, it will, and you'll have a method to deal with it. <laughs> okay. The hazardous process of transporting a takeaway home in the car. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is a very, uh, very tricky uh, motoring task. Yes, mm. I agree. <laughs> because the problems are twofold. Because you don't want the contents all over the car. You do not. But you still want to keep it warm. <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. Yes. That's so true. depends how long your journey is, I suppose. Well, this is true. I tell you what, it, it it came about because my my friend Mark, he is enormously fond of a McDonald's breakfast. Ah, well, as we all are, we all are. We're all guilty. We are guilty of lusting, enjoying that. Yeah, lusting after a, a a McMuffin of a morning. Oh yeah, it's it's a really good way to start. Yeah. <laughs> However, his his nearest McDonald's is about seven miles away. Oh, tricky. Which, on a clear run, not too bad. But mm. invariably, there, there, there are going to be some queues because he's leaving quite a large town and heading to the outskirts. Oh, you could get messed up with that. Yeah. Mm. So he's got a technique. I, I commend him for it. It's not very comfortable if you're in the vehicle, but it will sort your breakfast out. <laughs> oh <So> dear! <laughs> what he does is he travels to McDonald's and he he makes sure that the car's fully warmed up. That's that's the best way to put it. So mm-hmm. the temperature gauge is in the sweet spot, and then he'll crank the heating right up, and he'll oh, okay. direct it all to the footwell. Yes, that's important. Yeah, yeah. So he does all of that. So. He should he should achieve full temperature and a warm footwell by the time he gets to McDonald's. He'll make make his purchase and then he stows it all away in the passenger footwell. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, that that's it. So the seven mile return journey that is getting superheated while the occupants sweat their tits off. That, I mean, even with the windows open, with all of <laughs> With the heater on maximum, all direct at the footwell, you're getting quite a lot of bounce back heat. The curry is getting priority service there, isn't it? Yes. That's yeah, the, that's his recognized technique. He's very proud of that. That's very and it, good. And it keeps his McDonald's breakfast warm and his wife is exceedingly happy upon his return. I like the well, you know, happy wife, happy life. Well, there you go. Um, yes. Uh, personally, I uh, we Fortunately, don't have too long a journey. Should it should a takeaway be acquired? Well, uh, we're in we're in the delivery zone, but that doesn't no. mean I don't sometimes collect because delivery times can obviously vary. Well, this is true. Mm. Well, I'm sure they say that on the website. They do. <laughs> yes, that's right. Of course, delivery um, times can vary wildly if I'm collecting as well. But yeah, yeah super speedy. Yes. What I've taken to doing in recent times is when I set off, I'll put the passenger heated seat on. Good choice. And well, see leather seats in your car. Leather seats. And my horrific coat 
that I've had for, well, probably decades now <laughs> that I am not precious about. I'll put that on the seat so that warms up too. Then I'll put the takeaway on that, on the pre-warm seat, leave the heated seat on, obviously. And mm. then I'll fold the coat up over the takeaway. And then I'll strap it in. Oh, use of the seatbelt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice touch. Yeah, so nice I mean, touch. it doesn't matter whether it's a bit of Chinese or a bit of curry or whatever on my coat. I couldn't care less. That thing has seen far worse. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Mm, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the Volvo heated seat, if you put it on setting two, it's like a furnace. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you are fine. You're fine with that. So you're keeping it warm. It's stabilized. It's strapped in. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's and, very good. Yeah, and we've... There's no splashback because it's in my atrocious coat. It's in your coat, so any splashback would be contained. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there you go. Some some dedication there. Do you do you do anything specific when you arrive back at the car with your takeaway? I do. Well, the Tesla has, and I don't know if this is something that Elon has specifically built in. It's entirely <laughs> possible that he has. You know what he's like, but in the boot. There is, on the left-hand side of the boot, as you look into it, there's a sort of deep, a deeply recessed area between... There's like a strengthening bar that goes across the car. I think it's um, for the ones that have got the, the rear... They've got the seats in the boot where they strengthen the, the rear area. Mm-hmm. There's a strengthening bar that goes across. So you've got the main boot area, and then in the right in the corner, behind the lights... There is this sort of recessed area that is the perfect size for just dropping down a takeaway bag. Oh. And it won't go. It's 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 protected on all sides by by the car's crash protection system. <laughs> so it's there's great steel <laughs> girders on either side of it. It's really oh, yeah. nicely, it's a perfectly sized takeaway pocket. Oh, you're in safe hands. You are in that car. Um, it's absolutely perfect for it. It's it's just the right size. On the other side, on the right hand side of the car, there is no such pocket because I think part of the audio system or something, the subwoofer mm-hmm. or something, is in that in the equivalent corner on the other side. But on the left hand side, there's this perfect. So you just open the boot, drop that in there. Now there's nothing there to keep it warm because it is in the boot. But I don't often have far to go. Mm-hmm. And it is a very fast car. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you got that wrapped up fairly quickly. Get away with it. But in previous cars, I was very much front passenger footwell, um, and then I mean, for years, I've always kept a blanket in the boot, um, so that would come out and be wrapped around it to stop it toppling over. I've never turned the heating on though. That's interesting. I've never thought to do that. But as I say, I've never had that far to go. I've never lived that far from a takeaway. So I've always used the passenger footwell with something wrapped around it to stop it falling over. But as I say, in the Tesla, it's got this mysterious place that is the perfect size. Because you see, when you mentioned the Tesla, I thought, ah, I know what he's done. You'll, <laughs> I thought you would have engaged the uh, the winter fireplace mode. <laughs> well... Good we tried God. that once, didn't we? We did. Romantic mode, it's called. Of romantic um, mode. Good yeah. God! I suppose it. 
if you left it on long enough, it would make you remove all of your clothing. I think that's the idea. Yes. Mm. Dear God, that was hot. That was when too much. That. that was unbelievable. And it heated up so fast. I didn't believe it was possible for a car to get that hot that quickly. Honestly, it, that the, was too much. The climate control on hot, on full, all the heated seats on full, all at once. <laughs> The that problem was unbelievable. Is, and then I did... couldn't find the way to turn it off. Oh, God, that was it. We, we just sat there in it. and it... But the <laughs> problem is we didn't know it was coming. We thought it was just the, the screen. Yeah, the fireplace. And then, then the romantic music started. Oh. And we're in the middle of a car park. And it was really loud and I couldn't turn it down. It wasn't a good look, was it? <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> the windows steaming up. Not our <laughs> finest hour. It wasn't. But as no, you it... say, we didn't expect it to do that. I didn't know it did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. I mean, it was in. It was December, wasn't it? And we ended up having to get out of the car and get that. Yeah. It's just too much. Just you couldn't breathe in there. <laughs> Superheated. <laughs> you wouldn't have believed it was possible for it to get that hot that quickly. It, it says a lot for its heating system. <laughs> Because you can seal the car, because it's got the uh, mine. One of the extras I, I had on mine was what Elon calls the bioweapons defense mode, which is the, the HEPA filter it's got in the front. It'll filter the air coming into the car, and it'll seal the cabin. The idea is if you're driving through a really heavily polluted city or something, it'll clean the air as it's coming into the car. I mean, that is quite clever. Yeah, the, the last thing you want to do at that particular moment is when you're sealed up is drop a fart. If you buy a Tesla, you're going to have to be careful with that because <laughs> you might kill yourself. <laughs> if you, you know, have a moment while bioweapons defense mode is on, <laughs> you might actually. Oh, you're just going to keep recirculating your own airborne toxic event. Yeah. It's not designed to deal with the toxins that are already in the car. No, that's all it's got to work with at that point. It's got to stop them getting it. See, in that instance, it's not what it expected. The air outside is cleaner than the air inside. Mm. It's not designed to work that way round. <laughs> well, I, Dear I, I, Elon. Like, I like to uh, push the boundaries. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You'll test that good and proper. Yes. That's it, yes. What I need, in addition to this... Uh, biodefense mode is a, a bio-release mode. Yes, you, you, dear Elon, is it possible to put the bioweapons defense mode in reverse? <laughs> what happens if the toxicant is already in the vehicle? <laughs> what I'd like on the touchscreen is a purge button, please. Yes. Can, yeah. can we evacuate? Can we turn the inside of the car into a vacuum? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to deal with that. That's what, what horrible thing to say. Guys... <laughs> I read the other day that um, uh, David Hasselhoff, the Hoff, <laughs> Very good. don't hassle the Hoff. Um, I have no intention to. <laughs> no, I think it's best. Um, was uh, auctioning off some cars, and one of them was um, a screen-used kit. Oh, very good. Yeah. The, uh, the Trans Am from... Knight Rider. Mm -hmm. um, he he owned one of the ones that was used. Oh, right. He kept hold of one. He kept hold of one. Yeah, all this time. 
and he was auctioning it off. It just got me thinking, you know, cars of the TV shows when we were when we were young. Night Rider was a was a big one for me. Well, it's always going to be a highlight, that wasn't it? I think so. I think it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. Well, the car was another star in the show, wasn't it? Yeah, well, perhaps even more so. Some would mm. argue. Yeah, not another example of a, a actually not of a particularly good car. But no, it's, not really. Its position in the story and you know how they made it look made it cool. And as we know, coolness has got nothing to do with whether it's any good or not. <laughs> yeah, the the kit uh, Trans Am was was very special. Night Rider had had a big impact on me when that came along. Of course, a lot of things that car did are now actually possible. Oh, that's it. You think? Oh, that was that was the uh, the S class of its uh, of its day, wasn't it? That in some ways, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All of the future tech, and there it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Knight Rider was uh, was a special one for me. Dukes of Hazard was another one that I used to watch. Yeah, another really. another one that's going to just appeal to youth at that age, isn't it? It's yeah, just... and it did. I I used to love that. I used to watch that every week on a Saturday night. I used to think that was that was fantastic. Well, that was the height of entertainment then, wasn't it? I was, absolutely. It was Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard, and the A-Team. Yep, yep. Did you... Uh, I know it's not particularly car-related, but a bit of Airwolf, just for good measure. Yeah, I did. I wasn't a massive fan of that. Not, not, no, not religiously watching, but no, it, it, not it fit all. into that similar sort of category of... It that, did. A little bit of cheese there. A little bit, a little bit. Um, well, well, all of it. <laughs> yes, all the cheese, all in one evening. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They were, they were tremendous. Um, yeah, proper bit of telly that actually. Yeah, but proper kind of simple cars. Actually, there was nothing there that was particularly complicated. I mean, even you know, Dukes of Hazard. We got a, a Dodge Charger with a naughty flag on the roof. Um, yeah, that's that's presented its own issues these days hasn't it? that has presented mm. its own issues yes for people with uh lee replicas yeah oh uh, yeah that mm. you would not want to be in possession of one of those no but of course people are um, well that's the problem it's like everyone bought one went, oh should we paint the orange and should we yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that yeah let's 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 do a duke's replica that'll be oh, cool oh, wouldn't it dear. <laughs> yeah. yes but of course they destroyed so many in the making mm. of the show. I mm. mean, thousands of them were absolutely demolished. And the Plymouth Fury police cars as well <laughs> um, were just, you know, again. And apparently they used um, real ex-police cars in the show. Uh, just, you know, repainted them and mm-hmm. off you went. Light bar on the roof and off you go. Yeah, yeah job done. And, and but, twat it on the nearest thing. There you go. Yes, mm. over a over a river or whatever and you know make it look cool wheel out another yeah. one because that one's had it and off we go again yeah uh, definitely yeah, it's... but it, it got me thinking about you know favorite prominent car tv shows and movies from that era someone mentioned to me the other day that they'd re-watched um smoking the bandit that was mm-hmm. another one of that ilk again the trans am the earlier trans yeah, yeah yeah um, but again, jumping all over the place and pretty cool, really. Mm. Um, not not good, but cool. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I think there's just less and less of it now, isn't there? You don't get that sort of stuff anymore, do you? Um, I suppose the closest thing in recent times, and it may just be my, I don't know, detachment from popular culture, but think back <laughs> to the when they did the the modern take on the Transformers films. Yeah, yes. Those, those cars in themselves became stars as well. And yes, they did. There That's were special true. editions of those. From yeah, the they did do that, didn't they? Yeah, they really jumped on that bandwagon. Mm. Yeah, I uh, think that's a good idea. But again, comes comes back to predominantly American muscle cars. It does. Yes, absolutely. And that is kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? Um, it is. I mean, but mind you, you can then you can you can segue onto the sort of British television, and you think, well, yeah, again. It may they may not be good, but there's some of them might be cool, or some of them might be there for comedy value. Yes, uh, depends on the series. Yes, indeed. I mean, if you're if you're talking Del Boy's van, then clearly that was yeah. only there for one reason. Yeah, comedy. But mind you, any vehicle associated with him. I mean, the fact that they the in the early early episodes of the first series with the uh, Vauxhall Velox. <laughs> yes, where he was, it, Del Boy was a bit pissed and w- could barely even say it. But yes. It was the Vexel Vollocks. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely brilliant. It was, it was, and what, that's what it was known as from that point on. That's it, and it was just such a perfect bit of car casting. Yeah, just for that joke. That's true. Because you there think, were there were some quite good vehicles in that actually through the years. Yeah, yeah, I think back. It was, um, you remember Mike had the XR3? Mike had a red XR3. He did XR3i. That's, it was an I, that's wasn't very, it? Yeah, it was an I. Mark it was, yeah. Yes, that was proper. Um, yes, I remember that. In a very early one, Boise had a, a Series 3 E Type. Second episode, wasn't it? Very good, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, white one. That... Was that the same episode with the Cortina? I guess it was, yeah, yeah yes. that, that they told to Skippy. They did. Brakes a bit spongy. What bloody brakes? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Things are death trap. Mm. Yes. That, that's a good episode. Yeah, again, strong strong car episode as well. Look what you've done. You've crashed Boise's E-Time Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Very good and stuff. But we... Yeah, I mean, we uh, Granadas and things later on, which were you know always nice to see. Yeah, and what else was in there? Oh, the Pratmobile. Of course. Now, see, there's an example of a of a car they took that was very popular and very cool, and they made it incredibly uncool. <laughs> they did, and it was beautifully done. It was. It was the extreme, Capri Gear. Yeah, <laughs> the extreme Del Boy. Yes. The the interior. Yeah, was something skin. to behold. The fairy dice. Mm. I mean, it had every Halfords accessory mm. you could find stuck yeah. on it. Yes. Really nicely done, that. Yeah, it was. But yeah, there was a lot of um, TV, TV series that were not about cars at all. But you look at them now, and simply bec- from their age, there's some quite interesting stuff in them. You look at it, not stuff like um, Life on Mars or Ashes to Ashes that are deliberately looking back at the past. Yeah. Um, but stuff that was actually made in that era, you can spot some tremendous stuff. So yeah, that is always it's always lovely doing that. Yeah, it is. And, and like you say, the particularly sort of 
BBC stuff, you think back and go, well, this is this is firmly not a car program. And I know you and I had a brief <laughs> off off podcast discussion that wasn't car related about coupling the other day. We did. What a wonderful series. Oh, I enjoyed that. But do you remember in the third ever episode, you get to see Steve's car? Yeah. Citroen DS. Where the hell did that come from? That was what an inspired choice. Yeah. Absolutely genius. It's never mentioned, though, is it? They never refer to it. Not at all. He's just in it, one, and we never see it again. No, no, that's it. He's in it, and they they put there's four of them in the back, as I recall. Yes. Absolutely superb. Whoever worked, there's someone who worked on that series who knew their cars. That was it, because you remember there was that. Uh, sort of almost a flashback episode of how uh, Patrick and Sally actually met, and it was at an office party. Yes, of of, Steve, uh, of Susan and Jeff's. That's and, right. And everyone got invited because they were a girlfriend and boyfriend of someone else. That's right, and that was the first time the the group was together. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't know it. They didn't know each other. Yeah, no. and it was that flashback. And uh, they, there's the, they take this scene from Sally's perspective and from Patrick's perspective. And yes, that's right. She, she asks him uh, in her version of the scene, how did you, how did you get here? And he says car. But then when you go <laughs> to Patrick's version of it, uh, <laughs> BMW M3, Midnight Blue. Yes. It's like absolutely brilliant. Yes. Perfect. Yes. That's exactly. But good heavens, <laughs> we do see one of Patrick's other cars. We do, don't we? Do you remember what it was? Oh, now let me think. Let me think. And Artemy uh, wants to say Porsche. It, it's not. I'm going to give you. No. I won't. I won't. I won't tell you what it is. But I am going to say. It, 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 we are. It is in complete context here. Dog shit. <laughs> okay. It was a Lexus SC430. Very good. So no, I wouldn't have got that. Hideous that. vehicle. Yes, absolutely. Is that the car he's got when he says his big end's gone? Uh, no. Captain actually. Subtext goes yeah, into that was Captain... <laughs> No, it was the following series, actually. I think oh. I got a feeling it was in that episode where Jane turns up and she says she's having trouble parking. Oh, yes. And he goes <laughs> out to help. And then comes back with a policeman soaking wet and said, Jane, will you please explain to this officer why I've been standing behind your car for the past 10 minutes shouting, <laughs> park, you stupid bitch. Yes. Yes, because she'd gone back inside. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just having a break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is such a tremendous series. Mm. I'm going to have to rewatch those now. Uh, but yes, he, he had a Lexus SC430. And I do recall that... James and Jeremy, in one of their Top Gear special DVD things, declared that their worst car ever. Oh, very good. Okay. And I think, uh, as well, okay. you'll find that it was, uh, they may have even mentioned it on their show, that it was their last production car to be sold with the cassette player as standard. Wow. Now that's, uh, I like that. But you've I got like to think, that. with it being Japanese, they have the doubled in stereos so ah. it, while it did have cassette there was cd as well there was cd as well oh, very good yes okay 
I like that. That's <laughs> that's a really pervy fact. Yes, I like that. That's very good. No, I'd forgotten that that was his car. I remember he had a Beamer. Um, yeah, that was it. I we never saw, never we saw, never saw it. it. No, we never saw it. It was the Beamer, wasn't it, I think, that had the big end that went. <laughs> um, and Captain Subtext <laughs> went into overload. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, yes. It's somewhat different to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Cleft. <laughs> Bicycle saddle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. Grotty little man. Yes. What a yes. shame he wasn't in there for the last series. But yeah. I, That was a great shame, yes, because they re- tried to replace him with another kind of same character, didn't they? And it didn't oh, work. That does not work, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's got good. curly hair, but send him away, please. Yes, he's curly hair and he's trying to do a Welsh accent, but it doesn't work. Um, but Which is uh, amusing because... Uh, Rich Coyle is not Welsh. He's not Welsh, but he did the accent beautifully. He did, yeah. Um, and it really added something to the character. Uh, wonderful series. But no, I was. Um, we have strayed somewhat from. We did. The there's, there, there's a bit of Citroen and a bit of Lexus in there, but it's fine. Citroen was an inspired choice. Somebody mm. on that show knew what they were doing with that. That was not there by accident. No, that um, was. That's very specific. Yeah, it is. That has um, to be someone involved in production had it and went, oh, this will be good. It could have been their own car, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was lovely. But the fact that there was never any reference to it. No, no, completely. As far as I recall, the only time we see Steve operating a vehicle. Yes, is in that scene. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, that's it. And then obviously they're out they jump and it's off to play Reservoir Dogs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, don't you? <laughs> practice. Even Absolutely. on a sombre occasion, I'm afraid. Yeah, the, the childish nature comes out, doesn't it? Got to be done. Got to just don't get into the giggle loop. Oh God, yes. And with Jeff's constantly imagining everyone naked. Yeah, that doesn't go well. No, that doesn't. And particularly the, the funeral thing. I can't turn off the naked people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh God! And all three of them are stood behind the coffin, imagining the girls, aren't they? Then yes, they are. Oh, yes. The, uh, the undertakers come over and go. Would you like us to uh, open the lid? I'd probably do the trick actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's very wrong. It is. <laughs> but you'll giggle at it every time. Yes. It's pathetic. Well, um, moving moving on from, from that, <laughs> if we can, the other thing that got me thinking about um, cars in, in TV shows and things was the recent announcement of the, the relaunch of Frasier. And I got thinking about that and another uh, sitcom, which, again, was actually in parts quite car-heavy, which was Seinfeld. And of course, Jerry Seinfeld being a huge petrol head. Yeah, car um, guy, yeah. Big car guy. Actually, there are some quite tasty cars in both those series. Fraser, of course, always having, always driving a BMW. His brother Niles always driving a Mercedes. And uh, uh, yes, their dad, their dad, giving him constant stick for not driving an American car. That's right. <laughs> yes, you fancy foreign rubbish. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, and they had various BMWs and various Mercedes over the years. And I think you mentioned the other day, yet they put they put Daphne in a focus saloon. Yeah, yeah, she had a red one, didn't she? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's quite specific. I can't imagine the focus selling particularly well in America. 
Uh, the hatch did, I think. The hatch did okay, but yeah. Um, Where did the saloon come from? Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's very specific, isn't it? I mean, somebody's probably made that choice. Yeah, made a conscious decision. I mean, in, unless it's a we rang Ford and that's what they gave us. So I, I well, don't know. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, the Fraser and Niles's cars were always quite specific. Fraser yeah. started with a, a five three five. Their their choice of car was inspired. Actually, they're, they're, a lot of thought had gone into that. I think. I think so. Yeah, because they're both. Well, it embodied them, didn't it? In they they were. I remember David Hyde Pierce, who played Niles originally, said when he first was sent the scripts, and he read it and said, "Well, this is ridiculous. They've just written the same character twice." And I think that it's kind of Fraser and Niles are the same character, and again, the fact that they both choose big luxury German saloon cars, but one is BMW and one is Mercedes. That's perfect. Yeah, but that's almost the same, but not quite. And those two are fantastic. The chemistry uh, chemistry is just perfect. Yeah, it is. Absolutely brilliant. And it was so well written. So well written. And it wasn't just a comedy. There was a a lot of moments of sadness in it as well and drama. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it was just well done. And like we mentioned the other day, just treat you with care. Yeah, I think Don't, so. Let's not reboot it for the sake of it. Let's do it nicely. Yeah, it's encouraging that it's the original cast. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, as I say, Seinfeld is another one. You know, he had a BMW. He had a number of Saabs. Um, mm. There was a Honda NSX in it at one point. Um, God, I think I remember that. Actually, you think, yeah, that is very specific yeah. for an American sitcom it is absolutely i, I think oh, newman okay. newman had one which again is so out of context was it bad honda or acura good question yeah it might well have been acura mightn't it it's, it's worth looking up because i think both were available it was a take on the the scene from pulp fiction wasn't it at the end what? harvey keitel's character and newman was supposed to be the the secret troubleshooter <laughs> and he turned up in the black yeah nsx i've just i've i've, I've had to satisfy my curiosity i've done a quick google and <laughs> very good yes it was indeed an acura an acura but of course the car casting in that will probably have come from jerry seinfeld he would have had a massive hand in that in in a very in the same way that steve coogan would have in well, I would say Alan Partridge, but most things he's in. Well, everything he's in, yeah. I mean, Sexton and his Mustang was that... was spot on. Partridge and his Rovers, yeah. The car casting is always spot on. Yeah, excellent choices. Yeah, I, I tell you what. There's one thing when we're on the topic of American sitcoms. Do you remember that in Friends there was an MGB? I do not, no. No, that, that yeah. cropped up. Ross bought one. Really? I don't yeah. remember that at yeah. all. The, the joke played out that he bought it as uh, something, I, I've got a feeling it was something to do with 30th birthday, a little treat to himself. Oh, and okay. he shows everyone, and it's parked between two cars really tightly. Mm-hmm. They've parked, essentially they've parked close to him. And the joke is he can't get out of the parking space. <laughs> right. 
by the time he does to, at the end of the episode as kind of the after credit scene, a middle-aged large chap drives past in another one and says to him, how cool are we? And then he gets rid of it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Just one episode of MGB. Yeah, nice. Don't little. remember that at all. Don't remember that at all. I have just thought of, um, uh, there's a Seinfeld episode um, called the, the Parking Garage. The whole show is in a multi-story car park. Right. Because they've, oh, they've gone shopping for an air conditioner and they've bought one. Kramer's bought an air conditioner and he's carrying it in this box, but they oh, can't God. remember where they've parked. And the no, whole is... show, the whole show is walking around the multi-story car park looking for Kramer's car. There's some cracking stuff in that. If you look in, I mean, it wasn't a real multi-story car park. It was built on a studio, and they just kept moving the cars around the same bit of car park to make it look like they were oh, okay. yeah, yeah, walking on around. There's some quite quite interesting stuff in that um that's a good car episode i do recall actually one of my ultimate favorite 90s cars that does appear and i'm wondering whether it's anything to do with the same episode i mean my knowledge is a bit lacking because it's been a while since i watched seinfeld but it was def definitely in a, a car park i'm sure i got a feeling it was a bolty story but like i said it may not have been the, the episode you're referring to but there was a subaru svx I think that's. I think that is that episode. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah it's it, like I said. It's been a long time, but yeah, I think that it could have been that. He's he's got a massive hand in picking these cars. I think he has. Now there's another one that's you'll like this. That's very special in Seinfeld. Kramer in several episodes drives the same car. It's a pale green um, Chevy Impala. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it's used in a lot of scenes. There's, there's one scene where he's parking it in a space that it doesn't fit in, and he's just nudging the car in front forwards and nudging the car behind backwards so that he can fit in. He's just bumping back and forwards. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's in. Um, apparently, that car was no ordinary Chevy Impala. It was one of a 1,000 um, 1973 Impalas that General Motors had fitted with what was at the time an experimental front airbag system. Really? Yeah. So that car with the license plate Ass Man, <laughs> which was featured in one episode because Kramer gets sent the wrong plates, um, that car was one of one of a thousand experimental cars that had a had an airbag system. I Very. cannot believe that was an accident. Yeah, I think you might be right. You think he'd probably have uh, had asked for that, hadn't he? Maybe so. Um, that car features in several episodes. Kramer drives it um, in several scenes, but um, yeah, it was it was one of a thousand. Pretty That's cool. impressive. Yeah, the the, old, the, the That's the, the sort old... of little detail we like. Synapses are starting to fire a little bit with you talking about this multi-story episode, <laughs> and. There is, I believe, one of the very few Mercedes I would like to own. I think features. Ooh, yes. It's the R129, the SL. Yes, there is one. Yes, because uh, doesn't, doesn't George say he wants to spit in it? That does sound familiar. And then the guy comes back. Mm. <laughs> and he can't. Yeah. Yes. 
that was it, yeah. Because that's that's oh one of those, uh, an, yeah, an SL five hundred. That's mm, I could I could I could do that. That's yeah, the SL five hundred. Harry had an SL five hundred, didn't he? Oh, he did, didn't he? He used to he, he, he took it out of Monaco, didn't he? Yes, and he, they used to keep it in the south of France. I don't know if he's still got it. I think he has. Perfect car for down there. Yes. After what he thought so, yes. A part of me wants to say he had a 600. It was a V12. Oh, then, yeah, definitely 600, because I think the 500 was V8. Ah, you may be right. Let's ask the internet. Uh, yes, Harry Metcalf, Mercedes oh. SL. Right. Let's see. I mean, I'm just going to look up the car first, just to make sure I'm not. He's got two SLs though, so yes, an old one, isn't he? He's got an old one that caught fire last year. Right. For, well, looking at the car history in general, then yes, the the 500 was a V8, and the uh, 600 was a V12. Well, his was definitely a V12. So yes, uh, Harry, it's a 1993 SL 600. There we go. That he keeps in the south of France. Yes. You, yeah, if you've got a yacht in the south of France, you'll keep a car there, won't you? Yeah, you'll yeah, probably have a, a nice 90s Mercedes. Is an SL600. Well-remembered, sir. Well-remembered. Yes, that's very yeah. good. Awesome. Oh, we don't like to get details wrong on this podcast. No, 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 we can't do that. No, no, we are. No, we we'll to be get called out on that. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah, absolutely. I think so you'll find yep, that sort yes, of stuff. that sort of thing, very nasally. Yes. That episode is that really does give up some treats. It does. There's a lot of 90s stuff in there. Well, and earlier stuff in that. I seem to recall Kramer's car, the one they can't find but eventually do. I seem to remember from the the extras on the box set, they talk about this that that brown Ford, they all get in it at the end, the very final scene. They found the car. Uh, they get the late, everything's dead and broken, and they get in the car, and it won't start. And yeah. apparently it not starting was genuine. It actually wouldn't start. And if you look closely at that final scene, you can see them all cracking up in the car. Because <laughs> it wasn't supposed to not... They were supposed to get in it, start it up, and drive away. But it wouldn't It wouldn't turn over. And at one point, in the out, you see it in the outtakes, Michael Richards, who plays Kramer, actually gets out of the car and walks around it and then gets back in and has another go. <laughs> and it but wouldn't start. Not starting is actually really good. It's perfect. Yeah. They finally found the car and they still they still can't get out of there. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was a beautiful touch that wasn't in the script. It was just a knackered old car that wouldn't start. Yeah, it's one of those things now you look back at it and you go, actually, there was a lot of good stuff car-wise in there. Yeah, I think that, yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's there's other stuff that is just kind of American stuff. I'm not sure what it was. There was the um, the pink Cadillac at one point as well that uh, that Kramer has use of in one episode. Oh, yes. I, I think, I, yeah, I do recall that one. The uh, Was it an Eldorado he had? I think it's an Eldorado, yeah. It was a pink Eldorado. Um, yeah, bright pink that he uh, get. I can't remember how he gets use of it now. That was quite late on, wasn't it? That one, yes, it was. That was quite, a, yeah, and a later one, yeah. Um, and of course, there's the whole episode about um, Jerry's Saab that gets stolen by his mechanic. That was 
because yeah, he I thinks don't. he's not looking after it properly, so he confiscates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he goes off with it, and they eventually find it, and it's all, you know, smashed up and ruined, and they treat it like a murder scene. It's got a <laughs> it's got a white sheet over it. Yes, and the 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 police uh, the detective lifts the front of the sheet up, and they all go, oh, <laughs> like it's a dead body. <laughs> Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, beautifully done. Yeah, the 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 car the, if for a non car based thing. There's a lot of good car action in that series, which is yeah. I mean, and like you say, there's stuff in it. While well, there is quite a bit of American stuff, there's some really what must have been to an American audience obscure European cars and Japanese yeah, cars. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't believe the Saab 900 convertible was particularly common sighting yet there it was no no it's strange and i like i mentioned the subaru i don't think that was the only subaru ever to feature in seinfeld i think there were i think there were more probably well it's it was jerry wasn't it he's just such a huge petrol head that he would have been he would have been organizing that in the background Uh, nothing would have been there by accident Good bit of respect for doing that, and yeah. Uh, well, why why not indulge it at that point? You're firmly in charge, so you may as well. In in yes. like in the same way that Coogan does. Absolutely, you can influence it. So let's do it properly. Yeah, uh, that's it. I mean, you remember uh, you're on about Saxondale, and uh, Saxondale, you remember that was it, when yeah. when they did the uh, uh, he went to see the essentially the parody of Jeremy Clarkson. He had the mclaren mercedes slr yeah you think well yeah that's exactly it i mean jeremy loved that car he did yeah was that the uh, one he drove uh, it was to norway that one. to norway and back that's right yeah that was where uh, mr hammond was unwell on, yes on the well very- yeah well, he often <laughs> is <laughs> yes yeah, so it bro- broke all the boats and, and vomited heavily and uh, and that was it and still lost, yeah, yeah. Those yes. top gear, those top gear races were good. I used to watch those over and over again. Really enjoyed those. Mm. It's a slight tangent, but it is still TV and car related. Of all of the the big races, which did you enjoy the most? Oh, oh, oh! Let me think here. That's a very good question. I did enjoy. I did enjoy that one. The SLR one. I enjoyed the Veyron. They did several where the boys went on a train or a boat or a plane and Clarkson went in the car. And I always enjoyed those. My favourite because because of the closeness of the finish and the car, it was the Ferrari 612 Scaglietti. That was a good one. A big V12 cruiser, yeah. That that that's a bit of me. That those guys, they they took commercial flights for most of that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They weren't mucking around. Yeah, absolutely. And they they without any staging it for TV, they converged in Verbier, didn't they? And Jeremy overtook them. Yeah, overtook them on the hill, going through the town. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's not. Um, one of the ones that you would go to. It's probably not one that most people would choose, I would say, but it was one of my favourites that I watched a lot. 
and it was the the economy run they did from Basel in Switzerland to Blackpool. Oh, uh, didn't oh, that was it? Because uh, Jeremy had the Jag. He had a V8 Jag XJ. And I said, well, was it a V8 or was it the twin turbo diesel? I think it was the twin turbo diesel. Uh, didn't uh, Richard have the, the Blue Motion Polo? That's right, VW Polo Blue Motion. And May had a Subaru Legacy. And that was the race. And the Jag was the real hero of that because it made it. Mm. Um, technically, the Polo was declared the winner, but the Jag made it there despite Jeremy not driving it in any kind of economy way. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah, I remember. Um, and when they got there, um, they measured how much fuel was left in the tank and there was enough still in it to do another 100 miles or something like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, yes. And I really liked that one. I really enjoyed that one because it was genuinely suspenseful and you genuinely didn't know which of those cars was going to do it. Because Jeremy was, he was intending to cane it a bit so that he ran out of petrol near home. That's right. <laughs> he would run out in a nice, comfortable Jag just near his house and he could go in and go to bed. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah, I, yeah, that was... And it didn't and it made it. It made it all the way. And after all that, it was the Stig that turned on the lights. The Stig beat them to the switch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I really enjoyed that one. That was that was my favourite because it was a bit more kind of real world. They were more ordinary cars. And I just like that the Jag did so well. You're always going to be biased there, aren't you? I do like a Jag. The, the use of music in, in Top Gear was never given enough credit. Um, oh, like this say, it's it's changed when you watch them back on Dave, but yeah, um, you think back, I mean, you 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 know I'm pervy when it comes to Pink Floyd, but that do you remember <laughs> the uh, the Leyland episode where they said well, let's try and make a song out of the creaky bits and the noisy <laughs> bits? And it turned <laughs> yes, it did. Okay. Yes. They, they when Dave can't afford to pay the rights to play that, and what they put in, you go. Oh dear, this scene's gone horribly wrong. Well, it must with, do because whatever, yeah, whatever they picked. We go, oh, this is no, no. I would have just cut it at this point. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Just surely pay the royalty for that little bit. Yeah. Uh, talking about actually on a slightly Pink Floyd and specifically money related theme for a car film that was dreadful. Uh, the remake of The Italian Job. Yes. Where it all goes to shit at the beginning. Yes. While they're driving through the mountains, they're playing the cover that Velvet Revolver did. So there's a nice little, little oh, car time. Oh, very nice. There's another little pervy fact about that film. Uh, when they're having the chase, at one point, the minis go through the Los Angeles subway. They couldn't run, or they wouldn't let them run the minis through the subway because of the fumes. Um, The city said it was too dangerous and they couldn't do it. They couldn't get permission to do it. So those three minis were converted to electric. Really? All the way back in whatever that film was, 2003, something like that? Yeah. 
they had little batteries. They didn't have much of any. They had like 10 miles range, but they they weren't allowed to use the engine. So they fitted up little batteries and motors in the boots um, that would drive the rear wheels of the car. And the special effects team, you know, got it to work. So those three minis, when they're driving through the subway, are electric. Fantastic. Love there a bit of that. Go. Thought you'd like that yeah. little detail. Uh, and they just dubbed on the engine sounds. Um, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In post-production. <laughs> Do you, uh, here we go. I've got another pervy fact for you relating cool. to that film. There <laughs> was a BMW 850. There was. I thought you were going to mention that. Yeah. Uh, which was driven by Jason Statham. It was. And some Rob. Yeah, and some Rob. Yes. <laughs> Uh, later on, oh, I'm sure it was later, actually. Let me just double-check my dates, but I'm sure I'm talking sense. There was a film uh, uh, some years later called The Informant. Oh, that Starring sounds Matt familiar. Dillon. That sounds familiar, yeah. And the same 850 rocks up in it. Oh, a lovely. Love it when that happens. Yes. Thought you'd Love like it that. when that happens. I mean, there is the nice little touch, of course, in that they give Charlene Theron's character uh, a classic mini. Um, well, we say classic. That would have been not that far off the production line at the time. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2003, and what did the original mini ended? 2000, 2001? 2000, I believe. Uh, I'm at the risk of getting shot there. There, but I think it was 2000. The last original shape ones, we'll call them, rolled yep. off the line. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice little nod. Yeah, and the fact that they had red, white, and blue new minis—that's as much as a nod gets to it. Other than them saying in the film, "Oh, we'll do it like the Italian job," and go right. That's why it's called this. That's and it. No, that is the only link. Oh well, and and um, uh, Donald Sutherland's character being called Bridger. That is that is it. He's not exactly Noel Coward. No. My, my Somebody no, you has say, broken into my toilet. Why do you say that? Uh, Mark Wahlberg, he was Charlie Croker. Was he? Well, in name only. <laughs> yes, true. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. He wasn't, ex- yeah. The similarities between him and Michael Caine. Mm. None. It, it's, it's a shame and I have nothing against Donald Sutherland, it's a shame Michael Caine didn't play the Bridger character. Mm. That would have been sort of nice, I suppose, but the whole film's not, you know. It's 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 okay. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>